If you're willing and able, please consider supporting this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us help us all do a little better each day. The link to do so is at the end of the episode description. Thank you in advance for your consideration. Welcome to Better is Better podcast. A show that has conversations we would not typically have on our own to learn how to be a little bit better in every area of life. My name is Jennifer. And I'm Ava. This platform is our active effort to acknowledge not only our white privilege, but also our able-bodied and able-minded privilege. And to learn how to do better. Let's talk about not stealing. Okay. (laughs) I love it. We're here. Um, So if you have been catching, you know, listening and following, we recently spoke about nonviolence. We did Mm -hmm. a little kind of overview of the Yamas, which is, I'll explain in a moment. And we we really went into nonviolence. And today we're going to continue with that theme and move into non-stealing, which is- Non-stealing. Which is what, Jen, what did you just say to me? You just said that this is what we've been called. Yeah. So like you were saying that there's five, right? And Mm -hmm. there's like a certain kind of like order that it's listed out, but we're not necessarily going in any set order. We're going towards just like what we feel called to right now about like what's kind of relevant in our lives and what we feel like we want to speak on. Um, And so like nonviolence was a big one that, we were like talking a lot about in our personal lives, you and I, and now the non-stealing has come up. So we're like, we got to do a series. We need to hit all of these, but we're going to do it in the order that uh, resonates with us. Yes, exactly. So this is one that has been coming up for both Jennifer and I Mm -hmm. Um, recently. We've been, it keeps, it keeps circulating. It keeps coming back in and I'm like, okay. um, You know, thinking about like, Stay us, stay us, stay us. So you're like, well, let's just okay. Let's so just that's the word. It. Yeah. So it's astea, and just astea. like ahimsa, the a in front of stea is the non part. So it's astea it. is non-stealing, just like ahimsa so, is non-violence. So stea would be stealing. stealing. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's astea is non-stealing. Um, it's the third. What's this language again? Is this Sanskrit? Okay. <laughs> Just it's, an ancient, it's an ancient language. Yes. Thank you for, for clarifying. Um, and it's like the yoga, the yoga practice. Is you could have told me Italian and I would have believed you. <laughs> Staya sounds like stealing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's Sanskrit and uh, all of the yoga postures and the yoga, you know, the yoga language. This is, mm-hmm. this is the same thing. Okay. Um, and the yamas collectively, there's five, and this is the second one we're going into detail in. They make up the yamas, which is the first branch of the eight limbed path of yoga, which Ashtanga translates to eight limbed path. Now, oh this God, gets confusing so because there's, I know, so many words. There's Ashtanga as in Patabi Joyce's lineage practice, and then there's Who's Ashtanga. That? Like, he is one of the kind of, um, 
founders of the practice, the modern yoga, the practice that we know often in, in our Western culture, like okay. our vinyasa yoga stemmed from the Ashtanga yoga, which is his kind of lineage. And there's many different series of the Ashtanga yoga. You should yoga. start your own. Thank you. Thank you so much. What would oh, that be called? <laughs> the work. <laughs> oh yeah. You're kind of already doing that. Creating my own blend of things, different practices that, you know, are mine that I've, I've put your kind of refined over time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That work for me. And I think that okay, that's okay. I'm sorry. I keep sidetracking you. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, so there's Ashtanga, like his lineage, but then there's also Ashtanga referring to the eight limbs, the eight limbed path of yoga, which is, which is this. And this is the foundation of, you know, all of the modern practices of yoga and, and even more classical ones. This is what it came from. No matter what kind of uh, school you're studying under or whatever lineage, this is like the overarching kind of principles of the practice. Mm -hmm. And the first of those eight is the yamas. And so this is like kind of the philosophy. Um, these are the moral, <clears throat> excuse me, these are like the the yamas and the niyamas are the moral observances and the external restraints. So this is like how you interact with yourself, how you interact with the world. Um, you know, like we you were saying in, in the, the in um, the nonviolence, we we're talking about how it's kind of like it's like the yoga ten commandments. Exactly. Exactly. So these are like those principles and guidelines, like this is what you need to know. This is what you follow before you do any of the physical practices or the breath yeah. work. Like this is the foundation. So this is where it's like, if you see teachers contradicting these things, it gets oh, right. Because it's like, this is, this is, you need to have integrity in these oh, things in order yes. to really be a good teacher, like a, 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 an authentic teacher. I should say. That makes me so annoyed when I see yeah. like when I'm in class and people are like preaching this whole thing. And I'm like, screw you outside of here. You are such a jerk. <laughs> You're a exactly. really good teacher, but like you don't practice what you preach. So I feel like that's yeah. what these things are. It's like, okay, here, like practice what you preach on here. Exactly. 100%. And it's so much easier said than done for some people. I think people get caught up lost in the sauce and, you know, we're in California, Southern California. And, and especially when we were in person indoors before the pandemic, I think there's people get caught up in ego and get caught up in a lot of the things that come mm -hmm. with this. When you start to build a following, you start to build a community, but social there's a media. difference between exactly. There's a difference between like a social media following and building an actual community, you know, of humans that so, eat like, authentically, genuinely interact with each other. Exactly. 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 So that's, you know, I've had to sift through that myself and I know you've seen that and we've both mm -hmm. been at times removing ourselves as we talked about recently in another episode yeah. from social, um, because of that, because it can just, yeah. So anyway, today is Astea, non-stealing. Non-stealing. So what I think is important to note is like, you think non-stealing and you're like, yeah, okay. Like don't, steal the bracelet from Claire's <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like don't steal like something in a store like you think of goods yes you like think the physical first thing things yes, yes physical objects items clothing jewelry which makeup, also think of, right true <laughs> also true 100% true but it doesn't stop there yeah it's deeper it's there are deeper, deeper levels to it and that's when it starts to get trickier, right? Because it's kind of, it's more black or white when it's an item. Yeah. Okay. Sure. A physical thing. But when it's not a physical 
item or good, then it gets a little trickier in terms of like, what is yours? What is mine? What is someone else's? Mm -hmm. Do I have the right to take ownership over this? Do you have the right to take ownership over this? Like, does anyone have the right to take ownership over it? It gets, it gets definitely murkier. So it's a little more open to interpretation, but it's that much more important that people, I think, evaluate it. Yeah. And so like we were, we the, wow. We were talking offline about like stealing ideas, but not even, not even ideas, like things that are, have already been executed. So yes. what, what is the verbiage that I'm looking for here? Like, Content? I don't know. Content, words. Um, sometimes it's sequences. Sometimes okay. it's playlists. Sometimes it's um, actual physical words or writing, you know, um, that someone has said or written or or, or offered um, in some way. And that can look like a lot of different things. But, you know, I saw yesterday someone, uh, someone I follow on Instagram, a yoga teacher who's wonderful, um, had reposted someone else's like she took their exact words and then reposted it as a caption like word for word and said thank <gasps> you so and so oh, you know? oh, and then just oh. Like, okay so yeah, she gave credit okay she gave credit exactly exactly yeah she gave credit and so it was like their words word for word but it was like this is this person's words and I'm reposting and sharing this you know not okay not passing it off as her own yeah right so it's like very clearly there and that's almost sometimes easier when it is exactly like, Hey, I'm going to repost this. Or can I take mm-hmm. this and quote you, you know, then it's very clear, but sometimes a repost like, oh, is easy. Cause it's embedded. Right. Exactly. A repost is easy. Cause it's already. Yeah. yeah. Which I love, I love reposting and sharing other people's things. I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. this resonated, you know, um, or people will take like snippets and, and requote, but sometimes people don't. Some people don't. And it's very annoying. Yeah. It's, very and it's annoying. frustrating. Yes, it is. When you feel like your, your thoughts and your work, and when you've put some effort into it and you've like offered a piece of your ideas and yourself in that way is kind of taken, especially if it's in an instance where the person or the, the, whoever is, is taking it is in a position of more, um, is like higher up than you in some way, you know, whether it's. Yeah. That's taking from somebody that is like doing this honest hustle yes. almost. Yes. And it's like you have the bigger, like the person that's taking has the bigger platform and it's just easier for them yes. to just like snatch from these people that are doing a lot of hard work. Totally. Exactly. And we've seen it like one example is artists with some really big um, companies yeah. like Urban Outfitters has been called out for this where they are stealing artists' work and then make, passing it off as their own, which is so dumb because they have the means. I to know hire and that, the artist. Yeah, you know? and that's what we talked about on the the previous episode, like about Jesse James Decker, like God yeah. lover, but like come on, sister, like I won't get any of your stuff anymore because yeah. you're you know picking and crafting from other people's stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. You. I just thought of like another uh, stealing ish type thing that just, I don't know if it's necessarily stealing, but it's the way that it made me feel like at work when I work really hard on something and then another person gets acknowledged for like the execution of the task and like completing something that like worked out. And it's like, 
what the heck that person like just showed up. Like I did all of the legwork on it or like all of the, you know, back work. And that was, that's just been something that's been bothering me lately is like credit where credit is due. And like, if you're going to shout somebody out, it's like, don't forget about the little people (laughs) that are actually doing all of the work that makes the other people look really good. 100%. And that's what's so challenging, right? Is like being sometimes being one of the little people. It's like, ugh, but like I'm working so hard. And then to not get the acknowledgement. That's something that, like, as I'm like going through these weeks and this transition of going back into the office and like also like being at home and stuff, like, there's so many little things that I'm like uncovering what is actually like eating at me a little bit. And that was one of the things. That yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I've i been wanting like just recognition because stuff has been really hard and, yep. you know, like recognize the people that have stood uh, like uh, that have stood up and, you know, like taken on more. And I'm like, okay, also that's just like a me ego thing that I just like want someone to tell me I did a good job. Of but course, of course. But when it's like, you're, so when I have to work. then self-analyze all of that stuff where it's like, okay, I'm cranky right now because I wanted to be acknowledged and I wasn't acknowledged. So let's change that requirement to, we don't need to be given a shout out. This is, that's so true. And that's, I mean, that's very, obviously, um, you're very self-aware, um, to, to be able to say that, but it's still valid, I think, to be able yeah. to want you know, recognition for your work, especially when you really are putting in a lot of the time and effort and things are challenging. And it's like, okay, this is something that it's, it's hard, especially if someone else gets credit for your work. I think it's one thing to not get any acknowledgement for your work, but no one does. But if someone else is getting the credit for your work, that feels, that feels like, yes. Or like them being put on, like somebody else being put on a pedestal for whatever they did. And it's like, okay, if you're going to do that, like, you have to even that out a little bit. Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's my own personal little rant. I agree with you. And it's like, I've seen it where, yeah, you know, there's someone who I saw this very funny. It was actually the thing I I saw yesterday that was reposted that then I shared um, was this like meme. And it was one person, two people sitting next to each other being interviewed, like with all the mics, like it was like a press conference and one had like, 30 mics and one person had none. And it was, Oh, like I saw that. Nine. Yeah. It said, uh, people who teach yoga. And then the person with the 30 mics was people who do weird tricks with their bodies. And it's kind of like that where it's like, okay, now like this person who's like really give me doing the this, attention. Right. Exactly. All the attention. Like my pictures. Like, right. Like right. I'm right. so it's cool. Like, buy the my doing skinny that real tea. Work. Yeah. Buy my skinny, <laughs> flat tummy tea. <laughs> Not an ad, not an endorsement. (laughs) Not, not, absolutely not. You will not catch us doing that. (laughs) No. Ever, ever, ever. No, 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 no. (laughs) But yeah, it's like the attention goes, it's like, okay, well, this person is doing some really good work and, and, and behind the scenes and all this and no recognition, no attention. Mm -hmm. No, no one wants Mm -hmm. to talk to them. Yeah. Ava, I want you to speak a little bit on um, some of the stealing stuff that you've kind of been faced with. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me. Yeah. Um, it has been, and where I have to check myself too is, is saying of like, okay, well, 
I I can be very territorial just in mm-hmm. general. And it's something that I've had to work on being uh, someone who shares and creates and facilitates for my, for my work, you know, and for my passion, like you can't share your ideas and also be so afraid of people taking them because that's going to mess up where the vibration is and how you're able to reach people. So when I first started my platform and I was before the pandemic, I was talking to Brittany, to my like business partner and web designer and everything about it. And I said, you know, I really have a concern of creating on-demand content because I worry about people taking my work and stealing my sequences. And she said, well, to be fair, technically someone could come take your class and remember all of it and take your sequence. She said, yeah, it makes it a little harder. She said, but I don't think you should let that fear stop you from offering something that's going to be that's going to help you. And that's going to help many, many, many people. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big thing I had to get over <clears throat> with. That was my fear of people taking my ideas and taking my sequences and passing them off as their own. And she said, also, you know, no one can do what you do the way that you do. Someone else could teach your exact same sequence, but it's not going to be the way that you teach it. So you will always create mm-hmm. a unique experience for people no matter what. And that's they won't that, be able to have your energy and right. like your wording and exactly. the way that you like make everyone feel exactly. your adjustments, which I miss so much. I know. I know. <gasps> one day, one day I'll, be back. I'll come over and do a private in class with you and we'll yes. do some adjustments. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so that was already a, a fear of mine. And so recently I've been in a space where I've been seeing people, um, taking some of my ideas, some of the offerings that I have, people are offering things very similarly or people have been. And that are like kind of in your close circle. In in my circle in where it looks a little bit funky. Right. It's like people who I'm either collaborating with or in the same space as, or if business is very similar to mine, people who I also support and I'm friends with or acquaintances with. Mm. So it's people kind of in my same space in my same community, in my same circle in my same um, like where we're at in our businesses. And so it feels a little like close for comfort of like, you know, it's not something, somebody so far away or somebody so far removed or somebody that's asked, Hey, I love this idea. Like, I really want to do something similar. Can you guide me through how you've done this? Or do you have any advice on it? Or do you want to collaborate on it? Or do you want to do something together? Like that's not happening. And that's, what's hard is that, it's one thing to ask, you know, like I've even been like, oh my God, I love that song. Like, what was that song? Or can you break down that transition for me? Like I, I still will sometimes call out some of my teachers when I'm teaching, if I've remembered a transition from them or it's something really signature to them where I'm like, Hey, those of you have taken so-and-so's class, like, yeah, you're, I've you're been gonna, in classes is, where right? you say that. And this is going to be familiar. And like, I love that because those, my teachers are showing up with me in the room when I teach, yeah. you know, like we are only a combination of our teachers with our, our own individuality, of course, but you have to pull from your teachers in order to grow what this is this jazz musician saying. And one of my teachers, who's a performer has said, um, you first need to imitate so that you can integrate. So then mm. you can innovate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so there is, of course, especially with newer teachers, there's going to be an element of imitation. You're going to find things that your teachers do that you like. You're going to sound like them a little bit. You're going to, you know, you're going to, and that's fine. So that then you can actually integrate what's going on. What's you, right? What's me? What isn't me? What works for me? What works for my students? And then you can start to create in authentically and uniquely originally from you, Mm -hmm. your own ideas, your own creation of sequences, of transitions, of playlists, of concepts, of different offerings that are yours, you know, and maybe someone else has a similar idea, but the fact that it's come from you and not just, Ooh, I like that idea. Let me take that idea and do it the way they're doing it. Because guess what? You're not taking into consideration that you are not the same teacher, your communities and your clientele and your audience is not the same, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just because something something worked for one person does not mean that if I replicate it exactly the same way, it's going to work for my people. In fact, it most likely won't. And then because yeah, it'll backfire. Yes, exactly. So I've been seeing this happening from many different places recently around me. And the number one thing that I've had to say to myself is, you know, well, there's an abundance. There's enough for everyone. Like this is not just mine and mine only. I don't have ownership of right. this. But it's really a good sign if you're in a place where people are stealing your stuff. Yeah, it's true. It means you're exactly actually putting that. something out that's good mm. that people want to take it. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Okay, like I'm on the right path. Like this is a sign to me that I am on the right path. And instead of getting caught up in that, I'm like, let me focus on my path because what those people are doing is they're not focusing on their authentic path forward. Mm -hmm. They're looking around and there's this beautiful, we'll have to post it, this beautiful picture back when Michael Phelps was at his peak, he's at his prime of him swimming. He was in, I don't know if it was the Olympics or what, what, where he was racing and he's in the lead. And then there's the person in the lane next to him. I don't know who the swimmer was, who's like just behind him. And that swimmer is looking to the side towards Michael Phelps and Michael Phelps is looking straight ahead. And the quote was like, I think it said winners focus on winning losers focus on winners. Yes. And I was like, that is keeping it right? home. So when you're seeing people looking at you or looking sideways, what is everybody else doing? They're not focusing on their authentic path forward and maybe they will get them some success, but they will never catch up to the people who are actually forging forward at their own path. So I've been sitting with that. This is powerful, Miss Moreno. Right? It's good. It's really, that's where I've been like, okay, just forward, forward, forward. Like I'm obviously something is working. Something is connecting. If people are starting to pull from my ideas, cool. Yeah. Great. Fine. Like leave it. And instead of letting, I mean, I've had to sit with that and get really frustrated, but also like let it go because if I continue forward, that's going to get me where I want to go, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you. So good. Oh, so good. Michael, we are recording on a Sunday and Ava took us to church. (laughs) Woo. I like that. Oh my goodness. Something that I've started doing, um, because I will be honest, I didn't really do this before, but now as we're learning and growing, you know, doing a little bit better, I like, if there's something that I find that I'm going to switch up a little bit that I'm going to use for myself, like in my field of work, whatever, um, I'll like put at the bottom inspired by so-and-so and and then adapted by Jennifer Masler. Ah, yes. 
that's my little verbiage or like I love that original concept from that da, 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 adapted by Jennifer Masler. I love that. I love that. Yeah. See, there you go. You're giving because I'm like, I took too. pieces. Right. But I made it better for myself <laughs> and not made it better, but I made it uh, relevant to what I needed it for. Totally. Um, so that's, that's something that I just started doing like at work because I also believe in not recreating the wheel. Yeah. Like there's so many things I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you don't have to sit here and like build a new city. Like somebody's done it before successfully. Let's look at what they've done and then make it our own. Um, like, especially with, I mean, I, I think that that's, so important in like education and stuff. Cause it's like, there's only so much you can come up with. Yeah. So that's something where I wouldn't say steal. I would say share. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't have to like hoard this stuff to yourself. Right. Um, which is a great that like teachers pay teachers is a resource where people can put all their stuff up that they create themselves and you can, um, purchase it or you can get it for free. So people put up resources for free that you can use. And I'm like, that is what I love. Like share it all day long, but like, if it's something that you're gonna like put out there with a price tag or whatever, it's like, take it and adapt from it and give credit. Absolutely. No, I love that. I love that. Um, that, you know, you're sharing resources because that's so important. Like if something works and you know that it works, why wouldn't you share it? Especially in your field, like you're helping people, right? Yes. And I, I think it's so important to share in like the education field, just because it is like a service industry and we're all trying to help each other do better and, you know, teach. And we're trying to like, I don't know, lift up all these kids. And we have so many other responsibilities that it kind of takes a little bit, you know, of the pressure off, but also we're not in there monetizing off of these lessons that we're doing, you know, like we're going in there to teach. We're not going in there to create this content that we're about to monetize off of. That's just not, Yes, it's not the, what it is. It's not the department for it. It is, you know, Yes. It's not. No. That's so important. That's so important to remember. Like that's not what that's that's not what your work is about. Like no. that, like your work there's a, there's a space for that and this is about helping people. Where you can make yeah. a career out of it, but like yeah, you're not trying to monetize off of yeah. And I think of your stuff too of like putting it in the context of somebody choreographing a dance and then taking the dance and going and competing with it without consent, like bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I remember when I was in high school, I auditioned for this like dance group that I ended up getting into, but I, I was a freshman and the seniors like taught, did the audition and each taught a combo, like a short combo, like hip hop combo and a jazz combo that we had to learn. And it's so wild that just like the odds now that I think about it, one of them had taken a combo from a hip hop teacher in Boston. And I'd happened to take that teacher's class recently. So I knew the combo 
And I was like, this is not theirs. This no is way. You discovered yeah. that like in the moment? In the moment. And I, and I knew because I was like, I took this class like however long ago at wherever in Boston. Yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, like the odds are so wild that that would have yeah. even happened, you know, that like that, that, but like that always stuck with me. And I remember like, I loved something from one of my teachers and I asked him, I was like, can I use this like eight count from this piece mm-hmm. in one of my dances that I was choreographing? And he was like, I would say yes. However, I'm, I'm actually using it to perform upcoming. So I'm going to say no. And I was like, totally fine. But I remember always having integrity in that way after witnessing that and experiencing that firsthand. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like that always really stuck with me. You know what I just realized for the people listening is that if there's crackling in the microphone, that's because I'm playing with uh, these magnet beads as the fidget. Okay. Is that what you were hearing? Like no. this? No. No. I just wanted it was to like be your sure. Voice crackling. If you guys heard her voice crackling, we're good now. So thank you for yeah. I, I've been playing with uh a fidget. So I'm the just magnets. gonna put that away. <laughs> it's the best the, fidget ever. The special ed teacher in me. It is the best oh, fidget something. ever. We need to be sponsored by them. Specs. Specs, not an magnet, but not yet. Maybe one day. Specs. Listen up. Listen up. Go get it. It's the best game changer. You can do so many things with it. Yes, it is so much fun. <laughs> See, this is an idea that you can take. Exactly. So there you go. We're offering I am, ideas. I'm offering the idea. It is not stealing. I am providing my totally. advice for free. <laughs> You're oh welcome. God. It is so easy now, I think, with like reposting and sharing and all that stuff in social media to like easily give people credit or easily like say, you know, this is someone else's like that I'm, yeah, inspired by, that I've adapted, that I have. And and that's sometimes I'll see dancers post things that they're like inspired by because it's like similar, but they took, they made their own spin on it. Right. And like they Mm -hmm. executed it themselves. And like, I love that because it's like, okay, cool. And then usually like you'll go and like end up sometimes going to the other person's page and then it brings awareness to them or whatever it is. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so simple. It's so easy. I think to do that. It is hard when like you want to recreate someone's an offering that someone is doing or an idea that someone has in terms of like, you're going to be monetizing and capitalizing on it where I think it's so super important to like tell them, ask them. That gets then, so you know, murky. It does. It gets so murky. And if so you're making like money off of it, like screw you. Exactly. And like, <clears throat> again, if you're in someone's, it's weird to me, like to be in someone's kind of circle, because then if you're advertising it, they're going to see it. That's where yeah, I just like don't so understand. so awkward. Like I where's, just would your, never. where's your mind, dude? Where's your mind? A hundred percent. I agree. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. People are like, well, you have integrity. I'm like, well, I, I assume most people do. Just, I don't know. I just can't operate that way. I just don't understand it. So that's, that's where it gets really tricky. Cause it's like, you have to think about that. Like if this is someone in your circle and then you're going to be mm-hmm. advertising it and, and blasting it to the world there, it's likely that they're going to see it. Okay. Next, next piece of this then how do you handle that as the person that is stolen from? 
That is where it gets really tricky also. And it varies. There's been times where I have blatantly reached out to people. I once had my, uh, I don't want to say my identity stolen, but someone used a picture of me posing as me on a catfish. (gasps) catfish. No way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's horrifying. When I was 19. Yeah. Uh, (gasps) Someone who used to be my friend. I just got chills. Yeah. I don't, have I not told you this story? I don't know. It seems pretty fresh to me, but, uh, which can I ask which app? Not that it even matters. It was Tinder. And it was the reason I found out is because one of oh, my Oh, you my, did tell me that. Yes, you did tell me that. One of my male that. friends happened to come across her. And it was a picture Dude. of me that he had seen on Facebook. And he he texted it to me. He was like, Hey, he screenshotted it. He was like, I just I just thought you should know. That is a yeah. whole other layer of stealing. Like, what? In what we were just talking about. Um, Ava and I were talking about this yesterday about like the people that do the video Photoshop and stuff like that. And I'm like, what are you going to do when you go out in public? And people are like, what the heck? This is what you look like. I feel like you're setting yourself up for like the biggest failure ever. 100%. 100%. It's like, are you just going to exist online then? Like, yeah, you're you going to just not leave the house? You're not going to yeah, you're not going to leave the house. Like that to me is is absolutely not. So it's it's I feel like that's some sort of like can I say this? Like mental some kind of disorder. Oh, absolutely. Well, like that's like body it, dysmorphia, right? Yes, exactly. I was going to say body dysmorphia. Um it's so so rampant now more than ever. Um, I think it's gotten worse with COVID also with people not seeing people in person and then Mm -hmm. only seeing online Mm -hmm. and seeing people's perceptions of themselves online and their, um, how they, how they show themselves online. And yeah, with all of these, I didn't even know you could edit in a video until we saw this, this thing the other day that this, one of these amazing, this woman posted about. And I was like, when I see a video of someone, I just assume, okay, well, that's what they look like because I, I didn't know <clears throat> that technology was available, <clears throat> excuse me, to regular people, but apparently it is. It's an app. I don't know what it's I want to do it just for kicks to see like what people are doing. Like I just want right? to do like a little self-experiment uh, to see like how crazy you can get it. It's nuts. That's just so nuts to me. And like, that's it. I think it is. Also, can we just talk about the time? Like the amount of time and energy? Like what? Seriously. It's like you have that much time. Yeah. To edit your pictures. It's like, how about you just go on a run instead? And then maybe look like that in real life. If that's what you're going for. There's so many other things you could be doing with your time. So, so many. many more things. Like go on a walk. Get outside. Get Sit some fresh in air. the grass. Yes. Eat a, eat some food. Drink some water. Also, I should be doing a book. all of those things. <laughs> and so, yeah. All of like, the above. I don't have time for that. I don't know how people have time for that. Like I, and I don't really want to be able to have time for that. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather be existing in the world than be sitting editing. But then also like everyone that I either like know and friends with work with whatever, they're going to look at me putting that online. And then 
everyone's gonna make fun of you behind your back or be like does she think that she looks like that in person <laughs> like it's not I'm not gonna do that to myself no no, no. I remember even when people started editing photos like where you could see like the distortion yes you know, like, like oh my well, that was something that threw me in that video that we watched and I'll repost this, uh, on our Instagram, but I was looking for the distortions like, okay, like the top of the couch should be like weird. It wasn't yeah. weird. Like it wasn't distorted. So mm, what is real? Exactly. So the, the, the level of photo and video editing now is is so uh it is so intricate and so high and so like intense. I mean, even I recently shot some new content for the work and Ryan Basilio, love trafficker, shouting him out right here, right now, use him for all things photo and video. He was saying, like, you know, the equipment he uses, which is all professional grade. He's like, this is what he does for a living. He's like, it's all so much more easily available. Like it's a lot more affordable. So people can like do video and audio. Cause before it was like, you had to have a videographer and, and audio. Like mm. those were different things because equipment was so expensive and so hard to get that. Like you could really only specialize in one thing. And now like all this really high level quality stuff is available to people. And so that goes to with like editing. And we think about like you know, iMovie and GarageBand and then all these different apps and all these different features of TikTok and Reels and yeah, these I editing apps that up. I don't even know about. I know I can't keep up. I can't. I don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. I'm not I don't care. 19, which is fine. I am not That's 19. Okay. That's what Definitely it is. Definitely not 19. Um, but you know, it's like there's just so much more available that we don't even know about because we're not because we're not looking for it. But like if we did a dive, ugh, Ooh. I'm sure there would be so much that we don't even. We should make a video for yes. our Instagram showing what this stuff looks like. Yeah, we should. Oh, God. Oh, we really goodness. went on a tangent there, but it was we a did. good we one. Did. You, it was Let's a good one. I love Wrap it back up. Wrap it. You were talking about what we say to people, like, how do you approach that? What do you do? And I think that's a really good oh, question. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I think it it varies depending on the situation. And I'm in a space right now where I've been debating reaching out to some people individually and saying something. And I've been trying to just sleep on it and take some time. So I'm not being reactive mm -hmm. in my, um, in my dialogue and in my approach and in the conversation that I start, if I do start one, but I think sometimes it, unfortunately, unfortunately, will cause people to retreat. So like in my yes. case, if it's someone that I have opened myself up to or collaborated with or started working with, that will just cause me to retreat and be like, you know what? I'm not going to work with this person as much anymore. I'm going to take a step back. And that's what I've done over time in those situations is like started to remove myself, even if quietly, mm. not mm. ruffle any feathers, even though I love ruffling a feather. Oh God. <laughs> We need to bring Kaylee back on. She would love to <laughs> dive into that with you. Um, what do you think? What do you think? You think it's like, you know, sometimes, I mean, it just depends on like, right. How they put it out there. Um, ah, uh, gosh, I don't know. Sometimes it's like haters going to hate. Yeah. But if there's something that, 
is really super clear that it was just like cut and dry. I think you have to ask yourself, like, is it worth it? And are they benefiting from it? And how does this affect my life? Is this changing my business? Is this changing? Like, I think you have to look at the extent of what was taken. Like, did they use something that you've trademarked or is copyrighted or um, like that kind of thing? And then is it worth taking it any further? Mm -hmm. Is my business suffering? If it's just a me thing, then I will distance myself and move on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think 100%. that there's that whole series of questions that you need to ask yourself. Like, yes. is it worth it to destroy a bridge? Yeah. So it's tricky. It's very tricky. No, those are all such good questions. I have one more thing that I know you love this one. Mm. Feeling of people's time. Oh, my biggest pet peeve, lesson up if you're going to date me. There's two. There's you better be on time. You better be on time. And if you're not, you better Communicate be communicating. Yep. Yes. I am not sitting around. I am not sitting and I am not waiting for you. I, I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, I'll come at like this time. And then I end up sitting and I'm like, why am I living on your timeline? Mm-hmm. Like I have so many things that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. And then that makes me resentful and annoyed. And it's just not a good pattern. And yeah. my boss actually said to me a couple of weeks ago, she said, you know, you're the only person that shows up to every single meeting on time. And I'm like, well, that's a problem. Yeah. Like what are other people doing? Like get it together. That's Easy. something that like... On Zoom, you have 100% control over, so I don't even know what to say. That's nuts to me because it just it, – it it gives the sense that then you think you're more important than other people to have uh-huh. them be waiting for you. And uh-huh. our time is so valuable. Like you can't get that back. And it's so valuable that some – I mean some people have a very high monetary value that they place on it. Some people don't give – I don't give my time at certain times because there's no amount of money that could – you know, that that's worth yes. that time. So to be consistently late and having other people wait for you is saying that you think your time is more important than theirs and it's disrespectful of their time. And I, hey, this is coming from someone. I am notoriously always late. Always and Jen has been super helpful. I think very, I've been inspired by you. And like, we've actually had this conversation. So many conversations about it. So many conversations. And the pandemic has been helpful because I was like running all over the place, driving 17 miles here, there to there. And like double, triple booking yourself, like all the time. And I was cramming too much into my days reasonably. So, and traffic, LA traffic. So naturally I was like always running, you know, a little behind, and it's not fair to me and it's not fair to anyone else. And now with the pandemic, like and some people don't realize it of like right. how bad it was. And I think that you were just so much in the hustle at yeah. that point that I don't know if it was 
it, I know it wasn't malicious and it wasn't really no. conscious, but right. like it needed to be brought to your attention. And I think you were like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, like it kind of, you looked at it from a different lens. Right. And well, now that I'm on the other side of it, since I have been very consistently on time for the most part yeah. with, with everything for the almost everything for most things yeah. better than it was before. Now with the pandemic, the way my life is and my business is structured, I notice it more when other people are consistently late and mm-hmm. very late, you know, um, where I'm like, oh, so it makes me that much more aware. And if I am running late to something, I make sure that I communicate and apologize yeah. and let people know, you know, so and I am the person that will tell when I know this about people, I will tell people yeah. different times that things start at. Yes. So everyone like comes at the same time. It happened this summer with a birthday. We were going <laughs> out to eat. And guess what? And it I worked said, out perfectly because I said, of We're this. gonna be late. And I was ready for the time, you know, like I was actually on time yeah, because somebody I was, else driving, was I running was, late. I had a surprise with the car. Yep, everybody else was running late. And I said, Jen, we're gonna be late. And she said, I lied about the time. And my mother used to do that with our plane flights. She used to lie. And then she would tell us like, no, 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 this is the actual time. This is not the fake time. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I am so done with being on edge and nervous and aggravated and like freaking out, trying to like get to a reservation on time or are they going to take it away? And you know, when there's like a group of more than three people. So if it's like four or five people, it takes a lot of coordination and I'm like, I'm not messing around. So I'm telling everyone a different time. And then we showed up right on time. (laughs) I think I built in like a 45 minute net. You did. (laughs) I'm like, what do you think the restaurant is going to say? Oh, come on in. We've been waiting for you. No, no. It worked out beautifully. And I was like, yeah. And you were on time, like around the corner. Like we're trying to work out a surprise. I'm like, girl, I know. You're like, how are we going to get to Beverly Hills in 20 minutes? (laughs) Like, don't worry. Your girl has it all figured out. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I'm done with being stressed out over silly things. So I have to lie and manipulate other people to lower my cortisol. I love it. Oh, it's that's so a good. good kind of lie. It is. It's a good kind of lie. Those are that's it's that that's my mother used to do, like I said, when we would travel. And now I understand. Jen is ready. She's ready. Well, I remember ready. like uh like family parties and stuff growing up. Um, my one aunt and her family, they were always, 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 always an hour late. Every time. So like, I'd be like, oh, what, what time is the party starting? My mom's like, oh, everyone's coming at noon, but the so-and-sos, I won't blast them out here. We'll be here at one. I'm like, yep. Like, it's just expected. We know they're coming an hour late. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's no way to live. No. Always rushing out the door. No. Yes. That's true. Yeah. So that's another... You know, stealing people's time. You got to be thinking about that. And it's another thing. As stealing your on. own time. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's something that like I've really, really, really been struggling with lately and have been pretty vocal about it with friends and family that like now with my schedule changing and going 
hybrid instead of just all at home, I have to rethink and redo everything. And I'm like, time is being stolen from me in a way that like, I just have to refigure out now, like how to get my balance in place. And I should, Mm -hmm. time being stolen away from me is dramatic, but I'm saying, because I know that I'm very, very fortunate and privileged to have a job and to have these options. I'm saying like, I'm stealing time from myself because I'm not like planning my schedule effectively. So I'm stealing from myself in a way because I need, I could have strategically planned all of the million things that I need to do better. So I am working on that particularly. Yeah. I feel that because the stress is also stealing absolutely joy (laughs) (laughs) and my sanity. Stealing my joy. It is. I know. I know. And the driving, you have to take into consideration when you're driving that time, that energy Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, in your nervous system, you have to work that much harder to counteract it. That's why when I come home, I just like want to die. I'm like, just, I just want to like lay on the couch and don't talk to me while I live by myself. So no one's talking to me, but it's like, just, I can't, no one bother me. If my phone rings, it like might cause me to spiral. It can, it sometimes does. Yeah. That decompressed time is so important. Yeah. And And that's what I need to make. I know. And that's what I need to make sure is like super hyper prioritized right now, especially like transitioning back into whatever things are about to look like very soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Red tear. Here we come, baby. Very exciting. Hopefully this week we'll see. Good though, you're building up your tolerance to being back in in person and the energy. I mean, we used to do so much. Dude, that's real. That the, is real. The, the, energy, the being out the, of practice. The yeah. The stamina. I could never imagine doing what I used to do. And oh. it was no big deal before. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So we surveyed like a bunch of our students asking like their thoughts and feelings on returning to school. And there was like, I know this doesn't seem like much, but it, I mean, it's a lot. If you think about it, like 30% of the student body has like extreme anxiety about returning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was talking about it with, you know, some parents that were like, we have zero concerns. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, it's taking a toll on me too. So I can't imagine what it's doing to a 14 year old. Um, so I'm like, we all need to acknowledge this within our households. Absolutely. I can't even imagine. I know. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's gnarly. So gnarly. Ugh. It, so many relearnings of things. Learning and relearning and learning and relearning and readjusting and whoo. So many new plans. Got to get back into the, the practice. Yes. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah. On a full year. Oh, Next week soon. will be one Next full week. year. It's a big day. Yeah. Which seems like this has kind of been a reality for like 10 years. I know. It feels it like it's been like, the longest thing. 
the longest. It feels like it's been a decade and a month at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The moral of the so, story, don't steal. Don't steal. Don't steal people's time. Don't, don't steal, steal anything things, from Claire's. Ideas. Don't steal anything from Claire's. Definitely don't. I don't if know you why like someone's idea, tell them, share them, like lift other people up. Yeah. You know? Boost them. Lift other people up. Seriously. Yeah. So that's the word. Especially other women. Yes. It exactly. makes them feel better that they like somebody's enjoying their stuff. So yeah. let's just help each other out. Exactly. And Lisa, my sister, if you're listening, that is what I'm doing. Cause she always tells me that I'm a fraud when I talk about it. And I'm like, no, you don't know me on the day in and day out. No, I know. And I'm like, we're all trying to improve. Yes, exactly. Like that's why we're talking about it. Exactly. And you know, who has made such an impact? I think on both of us is Steph, our friend, Steph, Steph, listening. She is so big on lifting other women up and empowering other women and supporting women. She's like the biggest cheerleader. And I had never seen a woman or a friend like that ever. Like always wanting everyone to win. And that has been like the coolest thing that, yeah, Ava and I both really took that away. Yeah. From her. That there's more than enough for everyone to be successful. You know, there's abundance. Not me or you. It's me and you. Take that growth, Lisa. (laughs) It's all love. I swear. (laughs) she just challenges me when I backslide. Like if I like catch myself slipping or something, she'll be like, that's not what you talk about. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Noted. Needed that reality check on track. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, we're very honest from the beginning that like, we have a lot of blind spots and we are just trying to figure this out. Like everybody else. Exactly. We're just sharing how we're doing it. Yeah. And hopefully you can take some pieces with you on the ride. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yes. And don't know which one will be next in the series. We'll see what we're feeling next time. Yeah. We'll check in with you soon. Peace. Bye, everyone. Original music by Dave Zupp. Oh,